Celebrating over two decades of consecutive broadcasts on the great game of horse racing in Las Vegas, the Race Day Las Vegas show thanks all of our listeners and sponsors for your appreciated support. The following is a Race Day Las Vegas presentation in association with Sirocco Productions Limited on the Race Day Las Vegas radio network. Gaming capital of the world, time for Race Day Las Vegas, covering the sport of kings with a Las Vegas perspective. Now to the race desk with your host, Ralph Sirocco. From the backstretch to the turf club, at the race books and on the internet, to all horse players around the world, a good morning. And so, as I was saying, (laughs) well, everybody out there, I would imagine that you do understand that we're on about 15 minutes later than we normally are because the power in the entire building went off. Simply put, everything was out. Phones, computers, lights, the whole nine yards. Uh, But uh, the electric company got here in swift order with a lot of bodily threats, and we're back in business. So we got everything up and running again. So we welcome you belatedly to uh, today's Thursday Race Day Las Vegas program. On this 16th day of December 2021, 12162021, that's your date. We welcome you on this almost Friday, Thursday. And um, as we uh, fire up the computers and get everything working here, I just uh, I want to bring in uh, Jonathan Hardoon. Uh, now, Jonathan, uh, you tried to call in and there was dead air, huh? Yes, sir. Well, I tried again. Usually I give up after two times. But. <laughs> yeah. Um, I got to tell you right now, here in Las Vegas, we are in a – now, I, I, everybody out there who's in those places that are really cold, I understand, you know. <laughs> you know, when you guys tell me, it says, oh, grow up, you know, uh, with the weather. But here in Las Vegas, <laughs> it is unusual, although we do in the wintertime get below uh, freezing – it's been this cold snap started about a couple of days ago, and now it's you know it's like right now, right now here in Las Vegas, it's freezing. It's thirty-two degrees, and yeah. and we're not going to get up to uh, more than uh, fifty degrees today. It's going to be fifty degrees. Going to be a high today, and through the weekend, we're going to be in the low thirties, uh, freezing, and maybe a couple of degrees above that, and then in the fifties, the mid fifties for the rest of the week. The good news is. That wind, that gale force wind that we had, is not part of this because if you put wind together with freezing temperatures, you got a problem. So uh, that's the way it is right now. The sun is shining, though. The skies, you know, we got little clouds going over, but uh, outside of that, everything looks to be fine. And uh, that's going to be our weather here. But then again, we will be in nice, warm race and sports books. Anyway, playing the races. Because uh, we have uh, back on the back on the uh, schedule today, we've got uh, Laurel's back in business. What ha, you know, you're on the East Coast. What do, what do they say about what's going on with Laurel? Well, they had a lot of breakdowns in a short period of time, so that's never good for racing. And you know, there was obviously a problem with the track, 
condition. And uh, the problem is one day it's 50, the next day it's 20. So the, it's freezing and unfreezing and everything else that goes with it. And unless you have a winterized track like they have at Aqueduct, yeah. you know, you're going to have surface problems. And unfortunately, that's what happened there. So, in other words, it's more or less uh, the fact that they didn't winterize the surface there. Well, I don't know if they didn't winterize it or what, but you know, when the when you get big swings in temperature, you know, yeah, when it goes when it when it keeps fluctuating, you know, thirty degrees one way or the other way, the track's going to freeze and unfreeze, and uh, you know that that apparently was the problem. I mean, they've raced there for years in the winter and never a problem. This year is different, so hopefully they figured it out. Well, yes, let's hope so because they're they're back over at Laurel now, and of course, Aqueduct has the uh, all weather track there, and we uh, continue to to um, uh, play the Aqueduct signal while Southern California and Northern California, for that matter, taking a break until after uh, Christmas. That's for sure. And uh, I guess uh, Mr. Baffert uh, had a judgment uh, that w- he was awarded one hundred nine thousand in attorney's fees from New York Racing Association. Okay. How did that happen? <laughs> I thought he was suing them. The world, the world is upside down. I guess I you can't you can't read you can't listen to this stuff. You, you know you want to stay sane. Don't listen to the news. Don't read all the nonsense. Now, obviously, this I don't was, have the answers. This was not voluntary. The U.S. District Court judge there awarded him one hundred nine thousand one hundred twenty-four dollars and eighty-one cents. However, that got there. In attorney's fees and expenses for this this lawsuit uh, that was going on with the NYRA, and, and that's only one of the bonfires this guy's got going. And, and, in, and through all of that, though, he's got those uh, two-year-olds running great uh, at Los Alamitos, etc. And I understand life is good is back in training, although not his anymore, but back in training and getting ready to uh, make another start. So um, this this wheel of uh, you know attorneys and rulings and all that just keeps going and going and going and going, even after the uh, passing of Medina Spirit himself. It's amazing. Yeah, listen, on Saturday he unveiled another killer, uh, Doc Langer or whatever that horse's name is. Yeah. Uh, you couldn't win more impressively than that. And a few races earlier than that, he had some filly that won off the screen. So he had... he's like a factory. He just keeps sending them out. And it's amazing the, the horses and the talent that he gets. You know, I mean, it's an embarrassment of riches, and it's an amazing thing. But he's got a factory there. He just gets them ready, and they come out, and they run, and one's more impressive than the next. And, uh, you know, he keeps plugging along despite everything that's going on around him. Yeah, it is amazing, that's for sure. And, of course, uh, talking about track conditions uh, at uh, at Laurel, et cetera, and, and uh, the uh, concerns about the safety of horses, et cetera, uh, I understand that uh, Golden Gate, uh, California Horse Racing Board, now concerned about uh, the fatalities that have been happening at Golden Gate. So now we got another problem up there. And that's that's after they put in the tapita surface, which was supposed to prevent, you know, all these breakdowns. But that's just the, the nature of the game. You know, uh, again, uh, Roger Stein used to say horses are built upside down, and he's right. You got twelve and uh, fourteen hundred pounds on top of four little stilts, and yeah. uh, if you run on cotton balls, you'd still have breakdowns. Right. It's just you know, unfortunately, it's part of the game, and just like football, a guy goes out and blows his knee. You know, it it, it happens. It's unfortunate. 
And, uh, you know, obviously no one wants to see any of these things happen, but uh, unfortunately it comes in bunches also. You know, it's a strange thing. You you can go like six months without any breakdowns, and then all of a sudden, boom, you get three in a week. And it's it's, uh, that that cycle happens, too, with jockeys. You know, like you go a long long time with no spills, and then, you know, you get three of them in one week sort of thing. It's kind of cyclical. But the thing about it is they clump all of these fatalities, too. Somewhat like you know they're 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 doing these stats uh, these these fat, uh, fatalities etc at COVID. Now a guy could have other problems and get COVID and die, and so they kind of just say, well, he died of COVID, right? It's the same thing with this. Yeah, you now, don't they had they with a heart attack, and if you have COVID, you died not from the heart attack, you died from the COVID. Right now, for example, <laughs> the racing board statistics have nine of uh, Golden Gate's twenty six fatalities were classified in the category of other. Okay, the fatalities from barn accidents and colics are examples that fall under that classification. Three ponies accounted for the deaths that they clumped together with 26. So here's 17 racehorses have died in racing four, uh four or training 13 at Golden Gate this year. So, you know, you got to have to kind of like separate the wheat from the shaft sort of thing there. But uh you know when these when these organizations are out there rattling cages and looking for for uh, you know attention and certainly funding, uh, that's what happens. And so now the California Horse Racing Board is looking at that. I I don't think it's anything out of the ordinary. I I I know it's concerning for for you know the people who uh, all of us who want the best uh, health and welfare for the horse. But as you say, when it's in competition, this happens in all sports competition, uh, in in any sport. These things are going to happen, so we'll wait and see about that. All right, Jonathan, thanks so much for hanging in here. What I'm going to do is I'm going to try to get to our first break and get back to normal, and then we'll get some picks from you. I understand uh, we got Aqueduct. You got do you got a goal? You got a Gulfstream pick for us too, don't you? Yeah, one uh, at Aqueduct and one at Gulfstream. All right, you got it. So he's going to ha- Jonathan's going to hang in there. We're going to get Jerry Jackowitz uh, in a few minutes uh, at the end of the show, and of course. John Lindo may stop by. Hopefully he does to chew a little fat about what's uh, going on throughout the holiday season. I know he'll be having an Oakland sheet when that returns tomorrow. We hope we can return right after this break. If all the lights stay on, we'll be back. STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and a $50 new sign-up bonus. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards for every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to StationCasinoSports.com or sign up at any Station Casino or Wildfire. Details available at all sportsbooks. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. 
Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. from DRF.com is the exclusive past performance content provider for the Race Day Las Vegas show. All righty, back on Race Day Las Vegas. Got a little bit of a shaky start uh, today, but we're back on all fours, so to speak. And uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, try to get the rest of the show underway as usual. And at this point in time, you know, we usually give you the menu of racetracks available today in the race books, simulcast centers, and racetracks around the country. So that's what we're going to do. <laughs> All right. As far as the weather around the country, there's uh, sporadic stuff going on. You got uh, the northwest Idaho and uh, Utah and uh, northern parts of Nevada and uh, northern California. It's all getting snow up there. You got there got snow and there's rain in central California. As that front moves from left to right, the jet stream, of course, from the west to the east. So we're looking maybe at a little bit, a uh, little bit of uh, different kind of weather here in Nevada come uh, the start of next week. Uh, Minnesota and uh, Wisconsin—they got their usual snow at this time of the year, and there's uh, some rain going on in Illinois and Indiana. And, a little bit going on in Arkansas. I'll wait and see what happens tomorrow. And then the Northeast, they got a lot of problems up there. They got ice and snow and and rain. Although I think it's a little bit north of uh, Jonathan there in uh, New York. That's for a great, great part of the big Northeast. And as far as Florida is concerned, looks like the good racing is going to be great there. So here's the menu then of available racetracks today in the Racebook simulcast centers and racetracks around the country. Reminding you, as we always do, the first post times we broadcast on the show each and every day reflect that of the Pacific time zone. So if you're in the Pacific time zone, as we are here in Las Vegas... Where we emanate and originate all the Race Day Las Vegas radio programs from the studios and over the airway Sports Talk 1400 AM. These will be the first post times to roll out in our books today. If you're listening on the websites, racedaylasvegas.com.vegas.world.global on your iPhone or your Android with your KSHP phone app or any of the podcasting uh, places that you go to, however you get your podcast, we're there. It's all working. The problem we had here this morning was not any of our streaming services. It was uh, based on the power that was coming into the studio. It was corrected with the uh, power company in about uh, 20 minutes this morning. So I just want everybody to know that we're, we're flying fine in all the right places today. So remember, the first post times on the menu are that of the Pacific time zone, not the Pacific time zone. It's just to the Pacific time zone so you don't miss anything. Like, I miss mom and dad, especially on mornings like this. All righty. We begin with Laurel Park. They're back in business as Laurel, as we said, uh, Jonathan and I uh, conversing at the top of the show. So they're back at Laurel. They've got nine races today. Their first post time is 9.25, 9.25 at Laurel Park today. Next up comes Gulfstream Park. Gulfstream Park has their... Um, Pick six jackpot carryover, the rainbow pick six jackpot carryover, $59,571. Uh, but they also have a super high five carryover, $2,490, and that's a regular super high five. First post time at Gulfstream today for their nine races with their uh, three racing surfaces there. The only North American track to have three racing surfaces. They, of course, synthetic, the organic dirt, and, of course, the turf. First post time 
at Gulfstream today for 10 races is at 9.30. Aqueduct, the big A in New York. All right, what's going on at Aqueduct? Well, uh, it's uh, mostly cloudy, partly cloudy, etc. The track is fast, though, and it's going to be 59 degrees. 59 degrees at post time at Aqueduct. I want you to take that into consideration since here in Las Vegas we're topping out at 52 today. <laughs> How about that? Aqueduct, eight races. First post time is 9.50 this morning. Delta Downs. Now, Delta Downs is going to try to do, uh, they're going to try to get uh, the night racing uh, going again. They put in a better lighting system at Delta Downs, and uh, it, it has, had not been uh, good enough for the track to restore valuable two nights of racing, but they're going to try it again, okay? But right now, today at Delta, uh, it's a daytime card anyhow, so there's nine races today in the first post time of 10.55 at Delta Downs. They're going to try the lights again, but they want to make sure it's safe. That's for the weekend. All right, Fairgrounds is next. Fairgrounds has nine races today from Nolens. And uh, Fairgrounds' first post time is at 11.05, 11.05 Fairgrounds. Then you got Turf Paradise, Phoenix, Arizona. Turf Paradise has a couple of quarter horse races to start out the card, the first and second. Races three and uh, through eight will be uh, thoroughbreds. The final race is going to be a stakes race at five furlongs on the turf. It all starts at Turf Paradise at 11.40. 11.40 at Turf Paradise today. Their pick six jackpot carryover, $2,496. Then you get to Turfway Park. Not to be confused with Turf Paradise, it's Turfway Park. Eight races, first post time is 3.15 at Turfway. They have a super high five carryover, $4,887. They've got a regular pick five carryover. This is not a jackpot, it's a regular pick five carryover at Turfway Park today. And that stands at $32,685. They also have their pick six jackpot carryover, that's $51,245. A lot of carryovers today at Turfway. Eight races. First post time is 3.15 Pacific time. And then, of course, you got Charlestown. Their pick six jackpot getting up there. $141,910 for the pick six jackpot today at uh, Charlestown. Eight races. First post time, 4 p.m. And then you got uh, Remington Park wrapping it up. Nine races at Remington. First post time is 5.05. At your menu for today. All right, Jonathan Nardoon back with us. Jonathan, um, how about that? We're going to be colder here today than it is in New York at Aqueduct. <laughs> That's surprising. <laughs> huh? I guarantee you in, in two weeks it won't be that way. Take my word for it. <laughs> well, you know, we're getting into our winter time, though, so we'll, we'll see about that. Anyhow, I, I guess uh, with the deal up there at Golden Gate, uh, the racing board has decided to grant them just a six-month license. And they're going to keep a close close eye on that. So we'll wait and see. I Here mean, they go again. Here right? they go again. <laughs> they just never leave us alone. They never give us a break. And the uh, problem is they invite people to the table that shouldn't be at the table. And uh, that's the worst thing you can do. When you invite people to the table that want to do away with horse racing and you get them involved, that's a big boo-boo. Get the old uh, camel's nose is sticking up under the tent, and you got a problem, don't you? <laughs> let, yeah. let, let me ask you this, uh, Jonathan. Now we're getting into Gulfstream, and as I say, it's the only racetrack in North America that has all three different racing services and utilizing them on a daily basis now. Do they – now, I know I was watching the simulcast signal uh, a lot yesterday from Gulfstream, and the track announcer was very conscious in, in uh, announcing – that uh, the upcoming race is going to be on a, on the uh, the synthetic uh, track, etc., 
And he even went as far as saying, like, it would be a synthetic pick three coming up or whatever. But is there a designation somewhere on, on the in the racing form that uh, tells you which races are on what surface? That's the problem. You know, I, I use Brisnet because I get everything online. So uh-huh. Brisnet now all of a sudden, all of a sudden started, started writing Tapita inside the track diagram for Tapita races. But it's okay. really small, and unless you look for it, you know, you're up against it. Uh, the sheets, which I use to handicap, mm-hmm. they do designate. They have a symbol for uh, Tapita. So, well, then let if me ask. A regular person, they're up against it. To be honest with you, <laughs> they, they don't make it easy. Right. Well, let me ask you this: on the, um, you say that it's a diagram that uh, appears. You know, they show you a diagram. Right. 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 The the, the, so, the racetrack. Yeah. They have a racetrack, right? Right. Well, now the racetrack, if I'm not mistaken, the dirt track is the outer track, correct? Right, the torpedo is between the turf and the main. Track. It's between the turf and the main. Uh, uh, the turf and the main because the turf was so wide in its scope when they built it that they narrowed they were able the to use part of it. Right, and right. they made they squeezed in the uh, torpedo, so it's dirt torpedo turf from out to inner. Exactly correct. If you remember, the turf course, like you said, used to be hundreds of, of the, uh, feet or yards wide. Yeah, I mean, it was They were massive. able to move the rails out like 100 feet. Yeah. That's unheard of. It was like it they was, were doing. And, and, and then again, you had you have to have some kind of handicapping uh, uh, notation on past performances where the rail was out because it does make a difference if it's out 100 feet. Yeah, yeah. There's no question about it. And, and they don't do that, or they didn't do it for a while. So, you know, that's why if you do your homework, you get rewarded. And, you know, I would, uh, not only me, but I'm sure a lot of handicappers would, would every day put down where the rail setting was. Right, right. I know you guys do. I know you and John and uh, Jerry are very cognizant about those little things that make a difference when you're handicapping. That's why I wanted to ask you and mention that for the people out there. When they get your product, all of these little idiosyncrasies about uh, the daily racing, etc., looking forward to handicapping the day of the races each and every day, you've taken those things into consideration. You have to. They're all ingredients that come right. up with your final answer. You know, that's why nowadays it's a lot easier than it was 10 years ago and even further back. They, mm-hmm. used, they put more things in the form now than, than they've ever put before. Yeah. And for people that do their homework, they're kind of, you know, they're, it's not fair to them, but listen, they're giving everybody a better opportunity, I guess, to win. But you still have to do, do the little things that, that equal get you the final answer. Well, I know one thing. Uh, there's... There's an answer that's real simple. You could just bet Luis Saez. You'd have had four winners yesterday. <laughs> yeah, and I guess Pletcher had a few. Also. Yeah. I mean, the usual yeah. the usual suspects, right? The usual suspects. We said it yesterday yeah. on the air. You said anything different about Goldstein? I said, no, the usual suspects. Yeah, and Saez, Saez uh, he rips off uh, four wins in the first seven races. I, and I will admit that it was a $3 winner, a 420 and an 820 But along the way, he had his uh, third winner of the day paid twelve forty. Yeah, and listen, just because they're three to five, it doesn't mean they have to win, you know. So uh, it still it still takes some talent, and he certainly has a lot of it. All right, now we, you know, with your picks yesterday, you got oh what a what a horrible head bobbing bad beat by a nose on a horse that should have won easily after a bad start. We get beat a nose in the first race at Tampa Bay. 
Yeah, well, he went straight in the air at the start. Yep. And uh, that really, I just thought you could have ripped up the tickets. And he kept coming. And I said, whoops. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Roaring, Roaring River definitely made it close. Didn't get there, but he was beat by a nose. And I can tell you this, he was very well meant and should have won the race. That's for sure. As far as Tampa Bay, I mean, who are the hot jockeys and trainers there? Well, uh, Gerald Bennett's starting to heat up. Uh, you have Antonio Gallardo. You have uh, Cedeno. I mean, the, again, the usual suspects, you know, uh, certainly at the start. They haven't raced there long enough yet to get a, a, you know, a good read on it. But uh, give it a couple of weeks and uh, it'll flow into place. Yeah, I, I uh, kind of look at some horses at uh, Tampa Bay when uh, De La Cruz or Alvarado are riding because uh, they give you good value there. Yeah, that's for sure. All right, time to get to work. Uh, first of all, what um, tracks are available on your site today? Well, today we have only Aqueduct and Gulfstream. Right. Those are the main players, that's and, right. uh, mm-hmm. and that's what we do. Okay, so let's get started. We're going to go Gulfstream first? Uh, okay, fine. Let's go to Gulfstream. Ninth and final race today. Six furlongs on the main track. And I like the number five horse in here. American, of course. Four-year-old filly from the Kathleen O'Connell barn. Mm-hmm. This horse runs well fresh. She's coming off of a layoff since August. She's listed at four to one on the morning line. She's a speed in here. Gonzalez aboard to ride. Four to one on the morning line. Number five, American, of course, sends you home a winner in today's ninth race. Oops, there's a tenth race. Yes. Not quite home. (laughs) Send us home. Get you out the front door. (laughs) It'll send us us home with a live action for the late double. How's that? There you go. Ninth race today at Gulfstream. There are ten races, folks. Nine races at Gulfstream today. Number five, America. American, of course. The five American, of course. That's the play, Jonathan Hardoon's play. Number five in the ninth, and what about the big A? Fourth race today, a mile, one turn on the main track at Aqueduct, and I like the number eight horse in here, mandatory payout. Jose Lascano for Jimmy Ryerson, nine to two on the morning line, second start back off of a layoff. Mm-hmm. There's a good outside box going a flat mile. Number eight, mandatory payout, wins today's fourth race out at Aqueduct. All right, fourth race at Aqueduct, the eight-horse mandatory payout. That's what we want to see at the cashier's window after this race. In the fourth race, number eight, mandatory payout. Jonathan Hardoon's played the eight in the fourth race today at Aqueduct. Tip of the iceberg. Get the rest of what he has to offer, both at Gulfstream and Aqueduct. And all those little things, those little idiosyncrasies that these guys put in through their handicapping when they handicap these uh, sheets every day, you can get it at your website, right? J-O-N-H-A-R-D-O-O-N dot com. Thank you, Ralph. Stay safe. Well, now, before, I got, I, got, I got one more question to ask you. Now, Gulfstream had the highest payoff in the nation yesterday. They had a dollar super high five to pay fourteen grand, for almost 14835 bucks. Crazy, huh? Okay. Yeah. So what's the question? The question is, uh, <laughs> were you close in that race? <laughs> <laughs> I don't play high fives. Oh, okay, all right. I, I stick to supers and oh, uh, high fives is one step too far. Oh, okay, your cutoff point is uh, the supers then. <laughs> That's it. Four is, four is my cutoff point. After that, you got to go to the experts. i got to tell you real quick. I had I used to, uh, when I was playing the tournaments when uh, Boyd Gaming at the Orleans had the Horse Player World Series, I used to play that all the time, and... Um, I, uh, one of the guys that uh, came in every year that played in, on our table, what, he'd play Superfectas, and he'd key a horse in either the third or fourth spot. 
you like know how like that like is to do. <laughs> like you yeah, exactly like you would key a horse in the first place. You know, I mean, people will key a horse that they think is going to win and then build from there. That's kind of logical. But he and finally, one of our friends looked at him because you know he got beaten the super. His horse ran uh, second instead of third or fourth. <laughs> And, yeah, that's exactly it. It's yeah. harder to pick a horse to run, you know, in, in those kind of bets, I would think, than, than, than to and, pick and him he, on top, you know, even though it shouldn't, but it does. <laughs> and he looked he looked at him and he says, you know, honestly, tell me, if you think this horse could run fourth or third, do you think maybe he can flop into second, too? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, how many times does this guy walk away shaking his head? Yeah. Because he used him to third and fourth, and he ends up second or first. Right. You I know, mean, and maybe at a big price as well. Yeah. Uh, that, I mean, that's serious. you're playing with, with fire when you do that. You right. Really are. When you single a horse in that spot. Now, I have another friend who uses uh, 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 big long shots, as he calls, rundown horses that could make it into the, the number, like second or third or fourth. But it's a rundown number. It's not a key. He puts it in with his other horses and hoping exactly. that at the price of 30 or 80 to 1, whatever it is, he gets in there and it makes it uh, makes it a good payoff. But uh, just some of the idiosyncrasies of uh, players, that's for sure. All right. Thanks a lot, Jonathan. Everybody's got their, everyone's got their stick. You know, whatever works for you. <laughs> yeah. Thanks a lot for cowboying up this morning uh, for us while we were going through all the uh, crazy stuff that happens, technology and radio and et cetera. So uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks, Ralphie. All right, my man. And hopefully we'll talk to you at at the regular time, opening the show at the regular time as well. These things happen. But uh, I still have Jerry Jackers to go for uh, Aqueduct, and uh, John Lindo might stop by too. Don't go away. We'll be right back. STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and a $50 new sign-up bonus. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards for every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to StationCasinoSports.com or sign up at any Station Casino or Wildfire. Details available at all sportsbooks. The Race Day Las Vegas show heard mornings Pacific Time, Wednesday through Friday, 7 to 8 a.m., Saturday and Sunday, 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on Sports Talk, 1400 a.m. Streaming and archive on racedaylasvegas.com and on the KSHP phone app. You can reach us at the website, on Twitter at RacedayLVRalph, or RacedayLasVegas at Cox.net. Have a great race day. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered.
Race Day Las Vegas show, the only exclusive daily local media racing information source in Las Vegas. All right, back on Race Day Las Vegas, and thank goodness the power is still on, everything's going on. And before we get to Jerry Jackwitz, got a couple of minutes I want to spend with John Lindo. John, good morning. Good morning, Ralph. How you doing? I'm doing fine now. <laughs> <laughs> Gremlins happen. Yeah, that's for sure. I wanted to ask you because, uh, you know, a friend of ours and certainly a friend of anybody out there who's played the races over the years from Southern California and listening to the multitude of radio shows over the decades know about Professor Gordon Jones. And Professor Gordon Jones used to always say, um, you know, when he was picking horses at other racetracks, and he, he loved to play Oaklawn, so I'm sure he's uh, doing well there now as well. But he says, you just got to go, you got to, you know, go and f- where the winners are. You just got to find the winners wherever they are. Don't get locked into your a certain circuit. And I know with the Lindo report, when Southern California started abbreviating their racing weeks and, and only raced like three days a week and four days a week, and like right now where they're taking time off before uh, Santa Anita uh, starts and Gulfstream restarts, um, you look, you do, you look at other racetracks as well for uh, plays, don't you? Oh, sure. And like you say, uh, you know, part of playing a circuit is knowing the jockey-trainer combinations, know what certain trainers excel at, whether they be turf routes or maidens or, you know, uh, will, uh, will a certain barn drop a horse in a claiming race? Can they win or, or are they no good when they do that? You just have to know what their trends are. And, you know, you want to play into their strengths. And it, it doesn't always work, but at least you're, you're playing – with, with with an educated guess, well, this is a move that they've done before and they've had success. And you want to you want to uh, always uh, try to handicap with uh, the best intent of the uh, the owner and the trainer in the race, right? Oh, sure. And you know there are guys that uh, will use a certain jockey when they're live, and mm-hmm. if they've got the second or third level guy, this is usually not their mo. So uh, you, you just again you, you we're looking for patterns and uh, anything you know as you go to different circuits. You, you look for things that will help tell you, you know, when a horse is live. And we're always looking for the best intentions. Yeah, no, not a, even a question about that, for example. We all know that Bob Baffert always has his horses ready to run at first asking. I mean, he can take a horse with a year layoff and come back and win. So that's his MO. Yet there are other trainers that you know when you put, they put their horse in the race, in the maiden race for the first time, they give them a couple of races before they tighten the screws. Exactly. And, you know, uh, Bob Baffert uh, has been a little bit of a transition as far as who his go-to jockey is. Uh-huh. It was Mike Smith for a number of years, uh, Flavian Preston riding first call a little bit. And we'll see now this winter when Johnny Velasquez comes out. Yeah. I'm going to assume that Velasquez will probably get first call. And you have to remember, Baffert runs two and even sometimes three in a race. Mm-hmm. So you've got to figure out, well, which is the live one? You, you look to, well, who's his number one guy? Yeah, and, uh, you know, I would think that, uh, moving from uh, Florida to California, at, especially that Velasquez is not uh, a younger rider. He's more like uh, in Mike Smith in, in his, uh, you know, advanced uh, in his career, that uh, the move to California is probably based on what Baffert told him. Oh, I, I think so. And, and, you know, he's got expenses he's got to meet coming out here. Yeah. So if you're recruiting him, you're going to help meet those expenses, right? <laughs> yeah. Buying a house in California Ain't a cheap uh, proposition, that's for sure. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> All right, John, I just wanted to just uh, touch base with you. You'll be back uh, tomorrow with us because you are doing Oaklawn uh, when they're racing right now, uh, the Lindo Report, uh, until, of course, Southern California cranks up again, right? 
Yeah, and uh, we'll, we'll probably put together something for next Wednesday and Thursday since you're you're off the air next Friday. Uh-huh. Uh, we'll we'll do something in Florida next well, Wednesday and Thursday. All right, you got it. Thanks a lot, John. And now you can go back to the honeydew list. Yep, got to go get the car service. Got to do all these other things so we can get back to racing. Oh yeah, the people think that all we do is work an hour on on the air and then we're uh, just uh, doing nothing else, right? Exactly. <laughs> all right, thanks a lot, John. Good luck today. All right, we'll be uh, we'll be talking to you tomorrow. All right, now we're going to get the uh, Jerry Jackowitz and Jerry. Good morning. That's a great deal. I'll go for working one hour on the yeah, air. And yeah, yeah. Taking the rest of the day at the at the golf course or the race book or wherever I want to go. Yeah, sure. <laughs> that that would be a really a neat thing to do. But that uh, that's, that's never not, happened that's, for me. <laughs> that's not real life. No, it isn't. All right, so Aqueduct we got today, uh, you know, uh, you're, now you are, uh, you said you're going to be going to, uh, you're going to switch from New York, Aqueduct, to Gulfstream Park. That happens when Santa Anita returns. You're going to make that switch then? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Okay. I'm going to, um, I'm, I'm going to start Gulfstream um, about January 1st. I haven't made a final decision on what my start date will be, but okay. it will Start by January first and run right through the end of the, I guess they call it the uh, the championship meet of yeah. March thirty first. Yeah, right. Well, that's uh, usually uh, what the weekend of the Florida Derby. Right. Yeah. Right. Now let and, me. Uh, okay. So uh, now then, Aqueduct uh, when it takes uh, w- what's his final day Sunday? Oh yeah, I think it's Sunday. And, and then uh, they don't start until the thirtieth of December, right? They come back thirtieth of December. That's correct. So, you know, I might just go right into Gulfstream for the 30th. Okay, that's what I was asking. So right. after... I haven't checked all the dates, but if, if, if that's the case, then I'm going to just go right to Gulfstream on the 30th. All right, okay. I'm sorry about that call, but it's from some, some you know, bad operator who's trying to sell me some more uh, oh. car shield <laughs> or something. <laughs> I you know? see. In other words, it's a robocall or, or yeah. somebody. Yeah, trying, yeah, you know, it's real... Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, though, that's all we're going to do. I'll give you the exact on the date, and but uh, pretty much that's what it's going to be, Ralph. And uh, uh, we've been doing it the last couple of years. So I have a pretty good feel for it now. And remember, uh, we're making ratings based on speed figures that horses run, mm-hmm. and uh, which is a little different. That's an aspect of handicapping. It's not what I would call finished handicapping. So when people and, get uh, your sheet, it is like uh, providing a different um, method of information for them, but it, it, they aren't exactly picks. Right, exactly. They should be looking at other things as well, and, and particularly at value. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you'll see on the power page, uh, one horse is rated at 65.5, and the next one's rated at 65.3. There's not a whole heck of a lot of difference between them. It's not enough to make one a bet over the other. The odds might be. Mm-hmm. Or it might be that one has a way superior trainer or maybe a work pattern that you particularly have seen or drop in class that makes you feel really uh, solid about their intentions, things of that nature. Handicapping includes my work. It mm-hmm. doesn't. And one of the reasons I brought this product to um, Vegas 23 years ago is because most people handicapped without it, and they're really behind the eight ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, because really good handicappers have this kind of information. They've, they've developed it the, for themselves, and that's the difference between the average everyday guy and the really good handicapper sometimes. Just this one piece of information, if you add this into your handicapping, you don't have to change all your methods. Just add it into your handicapping. It'll help you. And one of the things I like on my sheet is when I have a top-rated horse that's four-to-one or better. Mm-hmm. 
But if he's two to one or less, I don't care for him so much. And that's because horses really hit to their best effort maybe one out of three times. And so obviously a two to one, if you're only hitting that one out of three times, the best you can do is break even. But a three or four to one, there's value in there. So that, that should give the people a little idea if they're new to the power page. We've talked about this before, but we'll talk about it now and again. All right. Now here's the deal, folks. I'm going. I'm going to uh, go through the sheet real quick. Top rated, top rated. All right. Here's a top rated horse. I won't uh, divulge what race it's in because they got to go get the power page. That's free of charge at South Point. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. What am I saying? South Point Station Casinos. The power page is available. If you go to South Point, you're not going to get it. You go to Station Casinos, any one of their race books. You're in all their race books, correct? Okay. All right. So, the sixth race, um, you have well, that's a star horse. No, the sixth race, you have uh, two horses that are rated on top. One of them is three to one. The other one is six to one. So, in that right. particular case, you would say the six to one would be the play. Well, yeah, that would be the one that I would be most interested in. I would try and sort of try to put a play around that that horse. Sure. Okay. Over the three to one, sure. And and, and you know they're only but you know this. In this case, they're a half a point apart, and you're getting you're getting odds as literally. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, it's not so much double. the it's not so much the right. rating because they're tied, but it's right. the odds that make the difference there for the play, right? Right, exactly. Okay. Yeah, right. That's absolutely. What, yeah. And uh, I mean, it, it it it's really it's it's really the same concept. If you go down a street, mm-hmm. and there's two houses that are exactly the same, and they're both for sale. And one is for four hundred thousand, and one is for three hundred thousand. You're going to buy the three hundred thousand dollar house almost all the time, unless there's something really bad, like you know, uh, it has pestilence in it or something. You know, if, if they're both equal, yeah, and the price is completely different, you're going to take the price that's going to do you do you better. Well, and in particular case of horse racing, it's just the opposite. You take the higher right. price, right? But that's the one that's going to do you better. Yeah. Okay. And I, I'm, I'm not. I'm one more. Uh, I'm sure. going to throw this out there again because uh, I got to tell everybody again. At the station casinos, you get the power page. That's right. But correct. you have, in one of the earlier races, you have a horse that's a star. It is rated second on the sheet. The horse that you rated first is a late scratch. So this now becomes the top-rated horse. Right. A star. And a pop-out key that's thirty to one on the morning line. Right. Oh, I know. Which one. I was right. going to give that out as one of the places. Well, then let's do it. Go ahead. Okay. And I just wanted to say one other thing. If it has a star on it, mm-hmm. you know, then I like it a little more. I'm giving you some of my handicapping feeling about it. So okay. Good it. enough. The great. This was a great conversation for people to start understanding a little bit more about the power pages and its author, Jerry Jackowitz, who always waits the last minute of the show to give us two picks. So get get it going. Right. Uh, so we'll go. We'll go first to the fourth race. Okay. And uh, we'll go to the seven horse respect for all. Mm-hmm. And he's listed thirty to one. Right. And uh, he doesn't really look too bad. I'm just just eyeballing him on the racing. You know, on the daily. You know, racing. Right. He right. doesn't look too bad at all. But anyway, I'm just going to give that out as a win place bet. That's the seven horse in, in the, the fourth, fourth race. race. Now the top rated horse, the five profusion is scratched. So the seven. Uh-huh. That's a star, a pop-out key, and 30-to-1 in the fourth race is just a win bet because of the odds at 30-to-1 on the morning Oh, win place. Win place. Okay, so the fourth race, the seven win place. Now give me another pick, and we'll go. Okay. 
okay, let's go to the final race. Let's see if we can walk home with the exit race. Let's take okay. number 10, Devious Banker. Oh, I love this horse. First race was fantastic. Second race, not too bad. Uh-huh. Third race on the turf. Great jockey switch from Benjamin Hernandez to Jalen Samuel. That's the 10 horse. Cleveland Johnson, suddenly a, uh, a hot trainer. Let's okay, take yeah. the 10. Okay. Win in place and play the 10 with the 7, 8, 9, and 11. All right. 10 over 7, 8, 9, 11, and reverse $2 ROI, $2 uh, to win on the 10 in the eighth race. Again, 10 over 7, 8, 9, 11, and reverse. The 10 is the key. And, by the way, that race that uh, you gave me, that uh, win place horse, Jonathan Hardoon came earlier in that uh, in the show and gave us a horse that you also have rated high on your sheet. That's the eight horse. So I have a Sirocco play in the fourth race at Aqueduct, the seven eight exacta box combination there. Get the power pages at all the station casinos. Go ahead and say it, Jerry. <laughs> have a great race day, everybody.